0: Welcome back, Second Takes Podcast. We've taken a little bit of a break here, but uh, we're back. Sports is back. Jack and I are back. We're pumped to be here right now and fired up. It's long weekend incoming, and we're feeling good. We're looking good. Jack's wearing nothing right now but a blanket. He's looking great. He's ready to go.
1: If I'm back, announcements almost as big as Michael Jordan. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness, so sorry to all the fans out there, all the listeners, we've been taking a little hiatus here, there wasn't too much to talk about with uh, literally nothing happening and I think the PGA content wasn't the most exciting stuff week in and week out for you guys, but now we got stuff coming up, we got some stories to tell, we've been living the life, sponsored by the Canadian government and just uh, (laughs) having a really good time,
1: loving it. Well, I mean, you, you've been sponsored by our boy JT, but I've actually been working every day, so
0: you have been. Are you for that I, one? I worked hard last summer. I deserve this money. It's all good. It's all legal. It's all legal. That's what matters.
1: I don't know what it was, but it was like like four hundred and sixty million or something like that. Like money that was paid out to people that just weren't out, like fully weren't. Out. Oh my God, I can't even talk. We weren't eligible for serve.
0: Half that money's being put into LCBOs, BC (laughs) liquor stores, Muskoka cabins, Whistler trips, for our age group. So we're making good use of their time. The one thing they're not doing is buying tickets to sports games. Because did you hear that Miami said that their goal is to have all NBA fans return next season? Like, really, they want in October they- the full stands in the stadium. And I was like, hmm,
1: I think the only team that'd be able to do that is probably the Detroit Pistons because their average capacity is like 6,000, anyways.
0: <laughs> Man, that city is just used to be so good, and now it's just absolute garbage.
1: Shout out Dwayne Casey.
0: Okay, let's talk about Dwayne Casey for a quick sec here we're hopping right into it. Basketball, here we go. The Toronto Raptors for the last seven years have been a pretty competitive basketball team. And I've been fortunate enough over the last four years to be able to watch them during the regular season. Living in Toronto, a lot of fun. I, as one of our guests said a few weeks ago, Ethan Bennett, um, I thought Dwayne Casey was a magnificent basketball coach. You know, he made the team orchestrate really, really well in the regular season. And as soon as he got to Detroit, when Masai fired him, after winning coach of the year, (laughs) as soon as he gets to Detroit, that team can't do anything. So, I think as a coach, like a question for you, Jack, that I've not really asked anybody ever, is is a trademark being able to take your skills to different franchises or – you look at, you know, Popovich has had success with the Spurs, and then Phil had success with stars like Kobe and Michael. Like, do you have to be able to take your talents and your strategies to other franchises in order to be considered one of the best coaches?
1: Um, I don't think so. Like, you look at the best coaches of all time in all sports, like, you got Belichick in football, and then you got Popovich. Ooh, and...
0: Belichick's one of the best, eh?
1: Yeah, yes. is. He really cheats. And then you got, like, uh-huh. Phil Jackson. There we go. He coached, uh, obviously, Michael and Kobe there. So, two different teams there. But then Popovich been in San Antonio since I don't even know how long was. It? Mid-90s, mm-hmm. something like that.
0: 99. He won the first championship with David Robinson, Tim Duncan, the Twin Towers okay. in 1999.
1: Yeah. There you go. Yeah, so I don't think – yeah, what were you going to say?
0: No, keep going, keep going.
1: Okay, yeah, I just don't think, like, to be considered one of the best, your, like, skills have to be transferable per se. Okay. Like you see those guys, and they've been so dominant. What they've done, the fact that they've been so dominant with the same team for that long, uh, I think, is a testament to them, kind of never getting like stagnant with their, uh, I don't know, uh, like strategies and whatever like that. But then you see somebody like Dwayne Casey, and like he was so good at the Raptors, and kind of maximized yeah. what what that team was able to do, like with their limited star power, basically. But then yeah. he goes to Detroit, and he's arguably got better star players than he had with the Raptors obviously before Drummond got traded.
0: Okay.
1: Like you had Drummond and Blake Griffin those guys are like proven all-stars like, he, like DeRozan and Lowry weren't proven all-stars when he kind of took the reins there no?
0: That's true.
1: Yeah so he's got proven stars and he's literally done absolutely nothing with them so I uh, I don't think they necessarily have to be transferable but if you were to go somewhere else and say not do as well like you see, see if Tom Brady this if football actually happens, if he goes to the Bucs and they're not playing as well as he has been to the Patriots, like he's going to be questioned. And, like, people are going to start chirping his legacy type thing because they're – like, he's just been one franchise He's a system, time. He's a
0: system quarterback. That's what they'll say. He's like, this guy plays in a yeah. system. He was mastered that system. And, and, as according to you, he cheated in that system. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm sure. But, okay, so switching subjects ever so slightly here. Cheating. Now, we had an incident two nights ago, uh, two nights ago, a few nights ago, on the baseball diamond. Um, so, in a fun episode that Jack and I recorded back in March, which was never released and won't be released, <laughs> I started, started the episode by, saying, by talking about the Houston Astros, this whole cheating scandal. Um, and so... One thing that's very interesting is, um, you know, teams are playing the Houston Astros who are considered to have basically stolen a World Series and, like, stolen playoff series along the way from other people. So what happened was the L.A. Dodgers, who lost to the Houston Astros in the World Series that year, are playing in Game 7, are playing the Houston Astros a couple nights ago. One of the pitchers... Mm -hmm. There was a 96 mile per hour fastball at the head of one of their star players, uh, Jose Correa, Jose Correa. I believe that's his. Carlos. Carlos. Jose Altuve. Sorry. Sorry. Roger Sloan, the
1: NBA commissioner.
0: <laughs> okay. Carlos Correa. Great name. Um, so There's a 96 mile per hour fastball at his head. You know, he starts staring at each other. The bench is clear a little bit, and the Dodgers pitcher gives him a face, just like a crybaby face. Like, what are you crying about? Is this justifiable? Like, is this what we're going to expect from, you know, teams moving forward with the Astros because of, you know, their reputation shot? And, like, hey, if you stole a World Series from me, and the facts back up that they played way better at home than on the road. So they stole it because of you know the whole cheating scandal of banging on garbage cans and the dugout and having video cameras to know what pitches are coming and buzzers on people's jerseys to know what pitches are coming. And if you know what pitch is coming, it's going to be way easier to hit. So is this justifiable? The pitcher got suspended for eight games. Is that trying to set a precedence? Give me your thoughts on it.
1: I, uh, you know, I 100% think it's justifiable uh, throwing at these guys. Like these guys literally stole a world championship, and I guess Astros now are lucky they didn't win last year, because then people would be even more upset that they stole two from uh, the rest of the league. There, but I definitely think it's justifiable throwing at them. Uh, I actually thought it was hilarious. Uh, it was Joe Kelly, right? Yeah, Joe Kelly. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, just what he was doing there as reaction, I guess. What he said to Correa uh, after, he, after he missed, like, his, after he struck him out and he was walking off the field, he went, nice swing, bitch. And that's what got everybody fired up there. Well, I definitely think that uh, they should be thrown at them. And the MLB, I think they also, like Rob Manfred, the commissioner, I think he also yep. knows that uh, like they kind of have a right to throw at him, And that's why he suspended them for such a long period of time there. Because he, he knows that they're going to be getting thrown at and he's just trying to deter them. Uh, with that long suspension because it's such a short season like eight right. games out of a 60 game season that's basically yeah like 22 games it's like a 22 game suspension a full season which is the which third. is
0: huge but that's just like so massive
1: like guys get like 80 game suspension for doing steroids or whatever and getting caught for that and then this guy essentially gets a 22 game suspension for throwing at a dude's head and call him a bitch basically like I don't know. Yeah. I think baseball knows that like it's going to keep happening throughout the year, and they're just trying to limit the damage it's done. Because they should have like these guys should have been like banned for like a year probably or something like that, and they had no punishment other than like a terrible apology. So I think baseball is kind of just trying to cover their tracks type thing.
0: Would you take the Houston Astros ring from them? No. Yeah, I mean, so you... you
1: can. You can... Like, would you, like, you mean, like... We're not stripping the them ring? of a
0: championship.
1: Well, because, like, are you talking about, like, basically taking the ring from them, or just, like... No, I'm not, I'm and, talking about being, like, like in, 2017, in
0: 2017, in 2017, there was no
1: World Series champion. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's what uh, happened with, like, Lance Armstrong. Like, they stripped him of his titles. He still got his cellul- set seven yellow jerseys, hanging his base, and he tweets about him all the time, just saying that he still got him, whatever. But, like, they did the cycling, whatever, federation, like, like strip his title from him so I I, I would act so if you're talking about that then I would take the title from them and just say like, no contest in 2017 or whenever it was but like I wouldn't take the ring from them or whatever okay that's very it's, it's, interesting at that point at that point it's worthless
0: yeah I mean at this point it's like people are just upset about it and they should be but how long is this going to go on like you've already like they've lost the respect and like Sorry, like no one's gonna respect Jose Altuve or Carlos Correa or any of those yeah. guys again, just because like now they're known as cheaters, which is like super sad. Um, sure. for baseball, like not for them, because like sc- screw them, like they dug their own grave, like that's t- that's brutal. But like, I think just having a league where one of the franchises, like, and this is different than the Patriots, I think, Jack. And I think we can agree on that. Like, having a league where like one of the franchises really messed with multiple games multiple series and stole the chance from probably better teams the Yankees and Dodgers to win a world championship it's just inexcusable and I think it's totally justifiable like you said that these guys are going to throw at them like that's part of baseball culture it's kind of like hockey like if you have a dirty hit or hit the star player when he's not head down, like hey, you're going to have some guy go after you. Like this is just, you know, kind of part of the deal. And I think we have to deter that a little bit. And this has been used as a precedent to not do that with the eight game suspension, but it's going to happen because there's a lot of pitchers to go around on these ball clubs and you got to stand up for your team. You got to stand up for your game and your integrity um, and you just can't let guys get away with this kind of stuff, which is super sad, but that's the way it is. And I don't, I'm never going to be in a situation where I'm like, you're wrong for throwing at Carlos Carrera. He didn't even hit him. Yeah. He, no. It actually didn't hit him. But like, um, I get why. That's baseball yeah. talk. Like who's I actually watching baseball?
1: Jump in there quickly to something you said like, sure. about how it's different from the Patriots. Cause when, when was Spygate? Like early 2000s?
0: Yeah. I don't know yeah. the exact
1: year. And there's like there's rumors like the greatest show in Turf, the Rams always talk about how they felt the Pats were filming them during their Super Bowl walkthrough. So that okay. was like what, close to twenty years ago maybe and then really like really like what, like a month and a half ago, the Pats just got another draft strip from them and just got fined like over a million dollars for filming Cincinnati of all teams who so were like one in fourteen at the time. So I don't know if I, I don't say it's different than the Ashes because the Ashes did it for a couple years, and the Pats seem to have been doing it for twenty years even after they got caught. So I've talked about the Pats too much, but I don't—I definitely don't agree with uh, it being different than the Pats.
0: He's not a Pats fan. He's no. a Buffalo
1: Bills fan. I'm just a fan of the game, you know. I have, it's like fair play, like even the playing field. Says the, the like, golfer, just the just most just... integrity
0: game in the world. Yes. <laughs> yes you're right i mean i when you say it like that and that they got caught or not caught 20 years ago for the show on tour for the st louis rams but suspicious and then there was spygate and then there was deflate gate. like yeah it's a bad look will it tarnish the reputation of bill belichick you know rob craft and tom brady probably not that much haters will, haters will be like yeah, yeah. But most regular people, and obviously fans, but like yeah. Tom Brady's six championships, do you think yeah. he doesn't deserve any of those championships because they did this? No. Do I think Jose Altuve doesn't deserve his championship? Yes. That's what yeah, I'm trying to get at.
1: Yeah. Also, like the Flake game is the biggest sham of all time. Like, I'm a Colt It's so fan. stupid. And they, like, they lost 40, they lost 45 to seven. Like, it, it's like they lost, it, it's like the Tucker roll or something like that. They lost by 38 points like, like it's, it's stupid.
0: I think it's one of the stupidest things ever. I read the Chicago Bulls old journalist named Sam Smith who was in the Lost Dance. I think yeah. he has like Parkinson's right now or something, but
1: not the, uh, not the singer but
0: no. Yeah, Sam Smith the journalist for the Chicago Tribune, really really smart guy. He wrote a book called The Jordan Rules in 1991 documenting the 1991 season. And he talked about how different basketball teams do different things at home to make things go in their favor. So Magic Johnson pumps the ball up, so he can dribble it high. He likes dribbling up here by his shoulder. I love that I'm doing the dribbling motion, but nobody can see me right now.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, nobody can see you, man.
0: <laughs> and then the, the Pistons, um, the Pistons would you know, flatten the ball um so they could dribble it low and slow the pace down because they didn't want Jordan running all over the basketball court. They wanted to slow it down so Bill Lambeer could catch up. So they'd, you know, have it deflated. And, you know, some teams would tinker with the rims, some teams would make it tighter, looser. Like these are things that, you know, um, teams would do at home. And I'm not saying it's justifiable. I'm just saying that like it didn't doesn't make a difference when the end scores forty five to seven. And I think that was completely blown out of proportion.
1: That was also kind of the 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 biggest thing that came out of the flakey was Barstool Sports. (laughs) Love them. They've been around forever, but that's important. That's important when I started to go uh, to Goodell. And I just pretty much vanished from the NFL, but the popularity kind of started there. Like, mainstream because it was more like a North. My internet connection is unstable. I'm unstable.
0: I know. You're so unstable. Like, I just want to hear you talk.
1: Yeah, just going back to Barstool, that was kind of the start of them. So that's the biggest thing coming to play, Gabe. So I think we can kind of thank Tom Brady for liking his balls nice and soft there. (laughs) uh, Bring Dave Fortnoy to fame.
0: Well, one day we'll be working for Barstool, so at least... They've recruited us. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. If the money's right, we'll take it.
1: Got some offers in the mix.
0: Us and Riggs, are gonna, we're going to join the floor play podcast here, and I'll uh, be playing Pinehurst number two for 30 straight days, just like Riggs on Barstool. Dude, it's, Tough it's, life.
1: It's not, a, it's not a joke that those four guys are like the golf podcast guys. Like, I Riggs, know. It's like a six handicap. You can't break 90. Franklin's <laughs> butter knives. He has got the yep, and Trenton's just like the worst golfer of all time. Like I'm, curious, <laughs> Tristan, I'm sure I bet you Tristan's probably better than him at golf.
0: Tristan. Okay, so we, we're get back. Sorry, let's we, get back to. Can we talk yeah. about Lou Williams. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> let's absolutely do that for a second. So, for listeners out there who are unfamiliar with the NBA bubble um short version is the nba has constructed a fake secure bubble around disney world to ensure the safety of nba players and to not COVID 19 in they're taking tons of precautions players can't leave nobody can come inside it's all well done and yesterday they tested all 348 nba players and there were zero positive cases so it's working so far now Lou Williams is the sixth man of the year candidate, probably going to win for the Los Angeles Clippers, a title, you know, a team on the run for a title. This guy goes to a strip club in the middle of quarantine. For the wings, And you know what my favorite part of the story is? He said he was going to get hot wings. And that's why he left quarantine.
1: My favorite part of the story is how uh, Johnny Manziel tweeted out saying they actually do have the best Halloween in the country. Of <laughs> course, <laughs> uh, he knows that. that shows you where manziel has been and where his head's at. He's definitely not playing the- football, he just put himself every day. I think he just
0: is very happy with how his life from the age of zero to 22 went, and now he's done. <laughs> I was like 18. Kind of like you. Peace You're like. Four. Peace grade four. 2009, 2010, 2008, 2009, <laughs> grade five year for me. Great year. <laughs> like, just felt like the king of the lower school. Because our first school was K to five. When you were in grade five, man, you were yeah. the shit. It was so awesome. So, Lou Williams, Strip Club Adventures, gets a... With Jack Harlow. With Jack Harlow. Great music. What's poppin'? Um, I yeah, can't believe I that. just said that. I'm so embarrassed.
1: That's the start of every single podcast. Oh, what's, what's poppin'? poppin'?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Michael Feudal would love it. <laughs> um, so, he got a t- he has to be in quarantine for 10 days, so he's going to miss yeah. the beginning of um the qualifying games so the nba is playing eight qualifying games i believe before the playoffs start to determine final seating now the clippers are already secured a playoff spot so it doesn't really matter that much and it's not like home court advantage is anything in this but um i mean it, pl- Stephen a smith said it like players are going to want to leave for different personal reasons
1: yeah like okay. It'd be interesting to see how they like. It'll actually be interesting to see how they perform like without having sex. Yeah. They're already stuck in this hotel, over they in Disney, and the yep. NHL guys are in the two cities, They're already stuck in like a bubble, and they can go to the rink and the arena, and that's pretty much it. That's like, it. actually interesting. To- I think that's like a huge like underlying factor that people aren't taking into account here.
0: And people think it's a joke, and like, no. people are like, it's "Oh, it's only thing. two. It's only." two three months like what were you talking about and i'm like okay first of all i've been this guy's a- years about it right exactly <laughs> <laughs> if i can do it you can do it <laughs> come on lebron
1: <laughs> right, oh, oh
0: my god you dude no okay so i was reading Phil jackson's book Called The Last Chance. This documents the 2003 2004 LA Lakers season when they got Carl Malone and Gary Payton. Great book. Now, they're on the road in Miami. They're in a bit of a slump during the season. It's like January, February, dog days. And he talks about how on the road players get restless. Part of the reason why is they don't have their wives or girlfriends there. These guys are literally used. having sex every day before games and now in the bubble they can't do that for two to three months everyone thinks this is a huge deal these guys are out of their routine in every aspect of life food personal life sleep schedule like i can't go shopping i can't go to the you know baseball game in another league because you see so many athletes do that and yeah, sex plays a huge role in this because this is part of their routine. And like, it sounds so juvenile to talk about, but I honestly think it's a factor because they will leave out of quarantine to go find some, or they'll be inviting people into quarantine, which is almost even more dangerous because then shit can just blow up so fast. Some chick can well, like that like two days after saying, she's, she I've already been invited. Donovan Mitchell Utah Jazz number 45 like it was him
1: was it? yeah it was him also, there was, was also him. a thing I saw how she uh, I think like Alvin Gentry follows her or something so people are like oh what a dog like <sighs> this 75 girl coached the Pelicans
0: ew maybe she's just trying to like link Zion <laughs> get into the playoffs no it's definitely a factor in I mean, I'm sure Lou Will went to get some hot wings. Maybe it's, maybe it's true, but the optics of the situation are not fantastic. He probably took a little peek. I'm sure he took a peek. Maybe. Like, who knows? Like, these guys are just stuck here. And, you know, my good buddy, Michael, who I just talked about, sent a story into a group chat yesterday of Tyler again sitting in a hotel uh, playing video games with um, downtown Edmonton as the location tag. And Sagan is notorious for on the road, going to a new city, putting his location on his Instagram story and watching the DMs flood in. So he's doing this and he posts his location. I'm just like, yeah, but you can't act on it. Like no one, no one can come into quarantine. You can't go out of quarantine. Like You can't leave the Fairmont unless you're going to Rogers place. I think is what it's called in Edmonton. The arena. So you can go from here to here to here it's an equilateral triangle um Ooh. that right you like that good
1: word that's back in your uh grade five
0: prime all sides add up to 180 in a triangle like 2009 education um yeah i think when you put that all these factors together it's going to throw players off like some players are going to be more comfortable and some players are going to be uncomfortable in these situations. And, like, hotel rooms, CJ McCollum posts a story of Damian Lillard has this big suite, and they tried to get suite off of the door, so it wasn't, you know, unfair treatment. And CJ's like, yeah, Dame's in a suite. Like, you know, LeBron's in, like, the penthouse of whatever hotel they're in. And LeBron and, like,
1: probably, like, got a, like, like, Adam Silver probably rented out, like, a mansion for LeBron just to, like, chill by himself.
0: With his little... Hydro aquatic chamber in there. He's getting ready to go, loser. Man.
1: That's why I think the. That's why I think the Lakers are gonna win. Like LeBron always goes zero dark thirty in the playoffs, where he basically no. does nothing but basketball and goes home. And I think he's gonna be, least affected by this, the most prepared, and he's doing that. And this Lakers is Le-
0: LeBron. This is LeBron James championship to win.
1: Yeah, to lose
0: or to lose. Sorry, my bad. Yeah um because he is just so great so consistent in his competition the Clippers have had three and a half months off not time to gel time to grow apart they don't know how to play with each other yet and it's very easy to play with LeBron James they've signed Dion Waiters and J.R. Smith who know how to play with LeBron who fit LeBron because they can shoot from the outside you got a top five player in Anthony Davis the Lakers should undoubtedly be the favorite heading into Disney World yeah and Giannis is not proven in the playoffs yet I'm not even sure he's gonna get out of the east I'm not convinced Giannis is gonna get out of the east you know with teams like Boston and Toronto and you know even Philly probably not but hey I think the Los Angeles Lakers are gonna win the NBA championship I think it might not even be close. And if they don't win, it's just more ammunition for me and Skip Bayless and Colin Coward and the rest of the haters of the NBA world to talk crap about LeBron.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. Even being a LeBron fan, like, I've said this to you before. Like, if he doesn't win this year, then, like, go for it. You have all the ammunition in the world. Like, I, yeah. like, I think he's going to get it done. I don't think he's going to drop the ball on this one. but um, yeah, no. If they do lose, it's kind of a loss. No, I have no excuses no unless excuses. it's like, unless it's
0: like, Anthony Davis got COVID nineteen because he went to a strip club. Then I'd be like, well, some hot I would have said, control your teammates better, <laughs> have have better discipline. I think there's not a lot of excuses. Like I don't want any excuses if LeBron doesn't win this year. Yeah. I'm gonna be watching him, and you know he's gonna put up. Like, he doesn't even have to do too much. So the way J.R. Smith was shooting the ball on last night's scrimmage, like... It's going off. Like, hey... he like, also probably has the most fun in the league. Exactly. Like, LeBron only has to get, like, 20, 20 22 points. He's going to get 15 assists, eight rebounds. That's gross stat line. He's going to win tons of basketball games.
1: He doesn't have to play 48 minutes. Either.
0: No, he doesn't have to play 48 minutes. He can just... 47, maybe. You know, with... Rondo being out, who's going to captain the second, you know, grouping for them, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. They're so dominant. They're so deep. They can shoot. They're long. They have centers, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee. These guys can jump out of the gym. They can protect the rim. He's like 6'10", too.
1: That
0: that rhymed. I'm a poet. But, yeah, I think uh, the Lakers are undoubtedly the favorite. I think, you know... LeBron wants to do this for himself, for his legacy. After the last dance, Kobe died this year. He wants to do it for Kobe. There's a lot riding on this. It'll be really weird to have an NBA champion just like running around an empty gym in Disney World with a Larry O'Brien Trophy. But like, yeah, what are you gonna do?
1: Yeah, no, it's all super weird. And, like I was watching the Leafs game the other night, and like it was in the ACC, I guess. Coach Banker, now around. like I didn't even recognize. The because they got like everything like set up and stuff, and it almost kind of looked like it was like a winter classic game, like you know, they have all the stuff in the sides there.
0: Yeah, with all the LED lights and break
1: like, Yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting.
0: I think it's cool, but it's the best they could do. Like honestly, like it's the best they can do, and um, I mean, what do you? Uh, I'm just happy to have sports back. I'm, the NHL is a league where nobody knows what's gonna happen. Could the Habs beat the Penguins if Kerry Price gets hot? Yes. I thought Good. It was like
1: a little, like a 12 seed could literally win the Standing Cup. I know, which is 24th best team in the league could win the Standing Cup.
0: Okay, so let's talk about that for a second because I got a lovely tea time in an hour and a bit. So I've got to leave yeah, the listeners working, at some point. Uh,
1: 50 minutes.
0: Perfect. So maybe one of the last things I want to talk to you about is the NHL is a league where you don't know who's going to win ever. Like right now, we're three days out, and yeah, Tampa's good. And yeah, Washington's good. And yeah, St. Louis and Colorado are good. I'm not saying I would not have no idea who's going to win. Chicago could win this whole thing. Like <laughs> honestly, it, and they're the, like a 12 seed or whatever, like yeah. or 11 seed, like they're deep. Is that really annoying that in basketball we know it's going to be the Lakers or the Clippers or the and maybe the Raptors, or maybe, like, maybe. There's three teams every year. Is that annoying in either sense? Because I feel like in hockey, sometimes the best teams don't win. The Tampa Bay got swept in the first round last year by Columbus, but they were undoubtedly the best hockey team throughout the year. But they lose in the first round. That doesn't happen in basketball. And I feel like it's an interesting, like, dichotomy situation where, like, I want the best team to win, but I don't want it to be guaranteed. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I don't know. That's why I think like the Stanley Cup playoffs, like I don't really watch hockey like during the regular season, I just watched at least like maybe fifteen, twenty games a year, but even that's kinda of, like whatever. But like I think yeah. the Stanley Cup playoffs is the most exciting other than March Madness, I think is the most exciting playoff structure in sports. And that's just strictly because hockey, like, anybody can win on any given day type thing. Whereas basketball you need Like LeBron carried Cleveland to a couple finals that they shouldn't have at all. But like Sidney Crosby, it's literally impossible for him to do that. He needs 15 to 20 other guys to play with him to be able to do that. That's what I like about hockey, especially. And I like the parody. Like, obviously, it's annoying if your team is the one at the Tampa last year, like Washington, before they end up winning there. I think that's what makes hockey so exciting and interesting to watch. It's kind of, you never really know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean that it's definitely like a gives me who's a Canucks fan or a Habs fan, like some hope because I'm like my team's not favored to do anything. Yeah. The Canucks just got ranked sixteenth in NHL's Instagram polling, like ranking the teams and qualifying. So like out of sixteen teams, like that they put up there for like who had qualified so far. So like there's no expectations so if your team wins it's like hey that's awesome like we stole it we got it but if i'm the memphis grizzlies fan playing the lakers in the first round i'm not going to win like i'm like exactly and that's sad it's like there's no point of even watching a lot of these nba series until the second or third round yeah there's just there's none and Usually, over a seven-game series, no matter the sport, the best team's gonna win, and I respect that. Like a bad balance can go a certain way off a guy's butt, off a stick, crossbar, boards, and it's in the back of the net somehow. And like, yeah, it can affect one game, but throw a seven-game series, I honestly believe the best team usually wins.
1: Usually. Yeah, but then you got, like Tampa last year got swept, and they're Garbo. the best team. I don't know. It's a, I guess all kind of personal preference what you prefer. I'd rather see the parody and like I like this year, like even though the NBA like we kind of have like two or three teams that we think like there has been more parody this year. There has and, like, after Gol- after Golden
0: State left yeah. or not left but, like dismantled.
1: I think anything at this point seems like parody in the NBA just because we sucked Golden State the last five years just knew they're always going to be in the finals yeah. and probably going to win.
0: Yeah, and I think yeah i mean when durant gets injured and clay gets injured it's like okay and now the raptors win six and not taking anything away from my home team's championship but you you play the team you play that's all you can control and you beat them but it took two all-stars one of them arguably being the best player in the world to beat them like literally to beat them and so You don't have that this year. Like, if the Lakers lose Anthony Davis, they're not winning the NBA championship. Yeah. If the Clippers lose one of their players, they're not winning. This is how this works. And I think with COVID, it's so interesting because we just saw this on the Florida Marlins, Miami Marlins. Yeah, Miami. They're
1: they're, they're irrelevant.
0: Yeah, they're irrelevant, but they had 12 players test positive, coaches and trainers tested positive. And now games are being postponed. You know, teams who had played them can't play other teams. Like, it's already affecting one league, which is stupid because they travel around from city to city and are being stupid about this. But, like, if three players in the Lakers get COVID, like, does the league shut down? Because, like, do do they forfeit a series? Uh, It'll be very interesting to see how uh, they deal with the problem.
1: They're still playing it because LeBron has come out publicly multiple times. and voiced his opinion saying that he wants to play and because he knows that this is his best chance he's probably gonna get the rest of his career to win a title But so it's like what if like the or Sunday like, anthony davis gets COVID? and like where's that going where's the league going to go they're obviously going to keep playing but like the entertainment yeah. value is just down the drain
0: gonna plummet
1: no fans yeah
0: well i'm excited to see what happens basketball is officially back um very soon this afternoon this will be this episode will be released in a day or two, so I'm excited to watch basketball and um, just have it back in our lives. And then NHL qualifying, best of five, starts in a couple days, so we'll see what happens with all that. Super, super pumped up though. We got all of our teams playing and
1: club champs this weekend. Fired up for
0: that. Yeah, you got club champs, 554 hole tournament. Jack Allen going for another championship. Yeah, Mr. Going back. I won my first match against um, a 17-year-old kid who's got some game. And then I played Max Reinhardt in the next round. So mine's a bit different. Mine's match play. So I have to play individual head-to-head matches in like a March Madness type of bracket thing. But we're rolling. The boys are rolling on the golf course. Number one seed. Yeah, I got the number one seed right now. So I'm the best I had a good tournament this weekend. So, Got the dub. We're the favorites. Pressure's on.
1: We got a big I got a big skins match organized too. We got every Ooh. there's twenty of us and we're going fifty bucks a guy for the weekend.
0: If you win, you can buy hot wings from the strip club when I see you.
1: Rasper <laughs> we're coming for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed that place. <laughs> I miss downtown Toronto. So okay. nice. Lots of them. Well, thank you everybody for listening in, and we're happy to be back. We're happy to keep recording, and we're going to keep this going. Sorry for the little hiatus here. We just. Oh, yeah. One more thing before we
1: leave. We have uh, some merch coming out as well. Oh, yeah, we do. Mm
0: -hmm. We'll be posting about that second underscore takes on Instagram. Give it a follow if you haven't already. Some good content out there. We'll be posting about the merch and getting that to you guys. It looks pretty sweet, and you'll be looking even better for. Your next date with whoever you have, quarantine date.
1: <laughs> All right, I'll see you guys. Right. Take care, work. everybody. Bye, bye.